The Winefellers comes to you from the lavish WHUP studios in Hillsboro, North Carolina. Listen to us also on WPVM Asheville, WCOM Carborough, and WRLY Raleigh. This week's Winefellers is brought to you by the Hillsboro Tourism Board. Low on gas and near exit 164 during normal business hours? Visit Hillsboro. Learjet, introducing our new Sommelier Interior Edition with wine cellar and monogrammed ice bucket. Fly high above the indolent rubes in a Learjet. And River of Life Lutheran Church, reminding you to ask yourself, are you the reason why Jesus came? Welcome to this week's episode of The Wine Fellers, right here on WHUPLP, Hillsboro, North Carolina. I'm Joe, co-founder of TrueBottle.com, your professional source for wine auction prices, and my good feller Mark here, fine wine auction director with Leland Little Auctions. And together, we are the Wine Fellers! Wine Fellers, we got nothing to do except sit around here talking wine with you. Well, Joe had a bad day, got canned from the factory. Disturbingly soothing episode of the Wine Fellers ever. It is our semi biannual female millennial centered wine edition. Join us as the only 20 something wine drinking millennials we know personally, Kellen and Doug, discuss their thoughts on the female millennial centered wine drinking craze. All while drinking female millennial centered wines. And how can we discuss female millennial-centered wines without discussing what else? The Bachelor. You heard me right. We have an exciting double-themed episode for you. In addition to this show being our semi-biannual female millennial-centered wine edition, it's also our semi-biannual The Bachelor edition. This, the news, and some ill-considered songs. All this week on an unbelievable episode of The Wine Fellers. But first, it's the mailbag. Welcome. You've got mail. So what you, what you, what you got? I got mail! So what you, what you, what you got? I got mail! So what you, what you, what you got? I got mail! So what you, what you, what you got? I got mail! Mail. 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 Male, 
Mark. You know, I'm all, always so excited to hear from our listeners, but even more so when they write in and I get to play this intro song to the mailbag. You did a wonderful job on well, that. Well, thank you. And we, when we do get uh, messages about this song, usually it, that it goes on about tw- twice as long as it should. <laughs> but we really want people to know that we have mail. We have mail. Yes, we do. And it's <laughs> and it's good mail, and we'd love to hear from uh, people who listen to our show. And and we're one thing that we're very thankful about and lucky is that the show is uh, in increasing in listenership. So we're like on five stations, and and uh, and I have no idea why. <laughs> but, but oh, I know, right? I mean, I know. every time we get added to another station, I wonder how we've managed to fool everyone for so long. That's right. But keep on listening. Yeah. So we, you sent this letter. To to me earlier mark that's right this is from chase and speaking of uh more and more people listening to the show mm-hmm. it's i think in a turn because we're available through many different mediums these the, days yes right not only over the air uh, but online and in many different uh, yes we're on phonograph records we're on vsh <laughs> tapes we're, you, you name well, it we're, <laughs> we're, we're everywhere all right uh he writes in Mm-hmm. Chase. <laughs> Chase. Phonographs. I like from that From Key West. Uh, yeah, from Key West. No. Uh, he writes in uh, from uh, Twitter. Okay, if I'm saying that right. <laughs> I don't know. From Twitter. He Twittered us from Twitter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's from Key West, Florida. Listens to the show via iTunes, just mm-hmm. like what I was talking about there. And he says, hi, Winefellers. I just found your show on iTunes, and now I can't stop listening <laughs> to past episodes. My question is for Mark. Okay, Mark, what the heck is your day job? Um, Warmest regards, Chase. That's right. So, uh, you know, we've been on uh, on air for like a uh, year and a half. I've actually never really talked about what I do. Well, it's funny. You're the first. <laughs> this is the first question to come up regarding, you know, our personal lives. I know. And I'm kind of offended it was you and not me. Well, I'm seen- sure <laughs> I'm sure there'll be a question about you at some point. I just have a good feeling about that. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I mean, I I know you're obviously the more likable and interesting character on the show. Obviously. But, but, <laughs> uh, but please, Mark, what in the world do you do for a Believe a it or job? not, I am a wine auction director. I auction fine wine. And so basically, it's, it uh, sounds like a really uh, a, a job that one would do uh, when one puts on airs, but <laughs> it really <laughs> you actually do that. Yeah, <laughs> it really isn't. So I, I, end up, I spend a lot of time in uh, dark basements of, <laughs> of people's homes and, uh, you know, pulling out wine from uh, crawl spaces and uh, all sorts of things. And so that's that's a lot of my time. And uh, and but I do get to try a lot of wine, which is a lot of fun. And oftentimes I get to try wine at eight o'clock in the morning because, you know, I'm looking at a wine collection to see if it's something that we should auction, put up for auction, and I want to make sure the wine is good. So you open up a bottle at 8 a.m. It's not too many jobs you get to do that. And I'm going to I'm gonna talk about my job as well to Chase. Please do. <laughs> Even though he didn't ask. And trust me, and I, Chase, <laughs> Joe's job is much more important I, than my I, job. The, and I, the only reason I bring it up <laughs> is, uh, is so that we can move on to more about your job. But I uh, work with Mark as the IT guru. At the, the auction guy. house, that's right. And, uh, and, and without to- Joe, really, <laughs> literally, the auction house would come to a screeching halt. Well, Mark, uh, the reason I bring that up is I missed you today at work. 
That's you were right. not there. And I look on the calendar, and you were on one of these wine pickups. I was in a big cellar. It was a, like a 4,000 bottle cellar that I'm just kind of getting into and I'm picking up wine. Golly. I know. How big is a 4,000 bottle cellar? It's, ama- it's It's big. I mean, I would say, um, you know, some people have smaller homes that are smaller in size wow. than this uh, wine collection is. And, and these wine collections are, believe it or not, all around, all around the triangle, all around the United States. And literally hidden underground. And, you never, and you never really know who owns them because oftentimes wine collectors are kind of secretive about their passion. And they don't really let people know that they have a giant wine collection under their feet. I mean, I've gone to uh, houses where uh, they it's a, it's a modest home, but they've decided to blast a giant hole <laughs> under their house where they... Uh, store their wine in this giant hole where they're storing their wine is actually a bigger square footage area than the house on top you're of, kidding no this happens actually this happened more than once so wow. it's yeah, it's unbelievable so um it, it's a fun job you know but it's a, it can be uh, monotonous like any other job but but it's wine involved so how bad could it be <laughs> so i i look forward uh to more questions from twitter uh maybe directed at more of the IT side. Please do, because really. <laughs> of our activities. <laughs> yeah. Someone could take, take up my job in a second, but uh, if, if, if Joe is like uh, the glue that holds the glue together. <laughs> well, we've, we've learned, uh, our listeners have learned a little something about uh, you, Mark. I think that's that's good. So uh, you're completely normal guy over here. That's right, and expect to learn something more from me in exactly one more year. You are listening <laughs> to the Wine Fellers. Stick around. We've got a short, ill-considered song for you, and then it's on to the news. Today is a new day, a warm and happy day, a good time to be alive. Say goodbye to the ice and snow Enjoy the red Bordeaux Look how you survive But now is the spring of our discontent You have a magic glow I'll bet you'll steal the show You've rubbed me the right way You're the cream of the crop You've reached that hilltop You've blown the cobwebs away But now is the spring of our discontent Time to be alive Say goodbye to the ice and snow Enjoy the red Bordeaux Look how you survive But now is the spring of our discontent The spring of our discontent Hail to the orange 
fascist tyrant Welcome to North Carolina's only fine wine newscast, where your good wine fellers, Mark and Joe, discuss real wine stories from this week's news, offering you an insider's view into the fascinating and often hilarious world of fine wine, right here on WA. This week on the Winefellers News, are you saddened that your toilet paper lacks the luxurious scent of red wine? Well, time to turn that frown upside down, twice, into a bigger frown. Are you disappointed by your inability to become inebriated at your favorite bookstore? Well, time to turn that frown right side up, right here on the news. The news. Joe, I know you've been racking your brain what to give me for Festivus. Yes, actually, I'm glad you brought that up. Give me some ideas. <laughs> well, your exhausting search is over, because while you're decking the halls, I can be wiping my backside with toilet paper <laughs> with a scent of mold or cooked wine. Mold? Mold. Or cooked? That means cooked wine. Yes. What? Stop. Toilet, you can be wiping your bottom. It's important that you understand this, Joe, because yeah. this is your gift to me. The, <laughs> I need to know what I'm buying. You do. You're telling me you can wipe your backside with toilet paper that smells like mold? The, no, mold. M-U-L-L-E-D means cooked. Oh, it, mold. It means cooked. I was wondering why you'd want to wipe yourself with something that smells like mold. Or mold wine. Mold. M-U-L-L-E-D. <laughs> and what does that mean? Cooked wine, like sangria. Or kind of spicy wine, you know, you know, you. I'm glad you clarified because I was going to get you some moldy toilet paper. Well, thankfully, <laughs> I straightened that out. The company Tesco, makers of bleach, has introduced the, <laughs> has introduced this luxury and fine smelling toilet paper product. <laughs> has introduced this luxury soft toilet tissue paper just in time for the holidays. Oh, this is crazy. Did I also mention that the toilet paper is quilted and comes with a delightful festive print for that? bit of extra indulgence wait let's back up here yes they say festive print festive is it secular uh, because there's been a lot of stuff in the news about starbucks cups right. don't so, so have a christmas tree or no i think it's christmas i mean i think technically it's not going to be wouldn't be a really good festive and why would paper. you want your religious symbols on the thing you're going to wipe your backside with yeah well <laughs> good point <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's right <laughs> yeah well i don't i mean look i don't think this has the baby jesus on it 
okay. <laughs> I guess they could it could come with each religious symbol on it so that if yes. you could buy the it, other people's religious oh, uh, toilet oh, paper. No, no, Joe. No, no, no. No? Okay. <laughs> no. I don't know. No, this doesn't sound what we're going to I would just way. buy one of every, yeah. I guess. <laughs> we at the Weinfellers <laughs> would buy one of every religion and use them equally, wouldn't we, To wipe Joe? our backsides. Exactly. Equally. Equally. Okay. <laughs> so, so I this look take one minute mark and please remind me for my own sanity and our listeners that this is actually a real news yes, story. Yes, I only do real news stories. I know it's hard to believe but these are completely googleable and so you can find out yourself. So the twitterers on Twitter, okay, that's right, have yeah. been more than outraged by this development. Why? Well, I think they would love it. Uh yeah, well <laughs> uh, wait, about what part? The fact that it smells like cooked wine or that it has religious symbols on it? Well, someone wrote, uh, why anyone would, or they tweeted, why anyone would want to wipe one's backside with last night's hangover? <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> um, and someone else uh, tweeted, Tesco now sells mold wine spice and a toilet roll if you want to smell like a disappointing office party. <laughs> I don't know. I, th I think people are, you know, that's the thing about uh, Twitterers. I mean, you know, people are often, often very cynical about this kind of stuff, and they just don't accept something as as wonderful as this as it is. You know, it's just a wonderful it's just a wonderful product, I think. Well, yet the Twitterverse disagrees with you, Mark. They do. Were there any comments in praise? Not really. The, pro the problem, here's the problem. Mold wine. M-U-L-L-E-D. Mm -hmm. I don't even know what they're talking about when they talk about this product. And who came up with this idea? It could have been anything. Just, just think of sangria. Just think of cooked wine. Uh, it could have been uh, cinnamon rolls. Well, yeah. Why why this? Why wine? Right. Well, I don't know. I mean, so Tesco also makes a pure mold wine air freshener. Oh, this that... is like a thing. This is like one of those scents that comes in a candle. It's like scent 104642. Well, I don't know. I mean, but I, 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 you know, being in the wine trade, I think this is something I've been lacking. Am, and I think that this is something that if you come over to my house and you're like, oh, Mark's uh, in the wine trade, I get it. So I think that this is something that will uh, I will need and uh, you will be sure to uh, take part. And I'll, I'll send you a link because this is my Festivus gift. You know, uh, send me the link. But let me can I ask you one thing? Sure. <laughs> So I guess I am confused. I'm a little in the dark here. I don't get out much. I don't watch a, a lot of television. I don't go to the candle shop frequently. Right. <clears throat> is this sangria a smell that is popular, just like cinnamon sticks? Not at all. So I, I don't, you know, sangria. You've never heard of like a sangria candle? Well, yeah, I mean, you never go around wanting to smell cooked wine. It doesn't, it's not really a great smell, I think. I don't I know. I am so uh, d just bothered by this. Well, mark. maybe we'll call the makers of Tesco and have them explain it on air. Let's get a sample. You can buy this. Yes, you can buy this. You can buy this. I can buy this for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess uh, next we should have an on-air backside wiping. Oh God! <laughs> is our is our producer listening? Is the station manager Linda, listening? We are not doing that. It's okay. It's I'm okay. doing. I it's came okay. on the show in the nude, Mark. 
You did do that. Uh, and, and now I will wipe my backside on air. And now nobody will sit in that chair except for <laughs> you, which is nice. It's your chair. It's I nice. love that, that now my seat cushions will smell of cooked goods. We should get to the second story. Uh, That's what you always say. We should. Remember when we discussed how some Starbucks are now serving wine by the glass? I do remember this. How's that going? I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) But, well, here's a reason to raise your glass. Some Barnes & Noble stores will soon be serving wine and dining options. Mm -hmm. At a bookstore? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I could see that. Why don't they serve? Do they serve coffee? Oh, yeah, I think a that lot of seems coffee novels, and, and books go right. well together. But I think they saw what Starbucks uh, did, and I think they think that this is a great idea. So the major book retailer recently announced plans to open four new concept stores, which will include restaurants with wait staff in an effort to boost its struggling sales. And these restaurants will serve wine. It seems like a reasonable idea mm-hmm. on the surface. How do we get more people into this retail space? <laughs> offer them alcohol and yeah. we've gone over this I know over and over again how do you become how do you gain that if you're let's say you're a jiffy lube and you're you change car oil for a living yeah. every one of those is the same but you okay offer. you walk in there's the you know, Pepsi cooler with the candy at the counter they got a TV running in the background that's right no and the, you know, uh, a little, it's a good point uh, Why, yeah why do you lube. separate yourself yeah uh, you uh, you know you offer alcohol right. So if you're the whiny lube and everyone else is Jiffy Lube, it, now that might not work well because everyone has to drive their car away from there. Well, you only give everybody one glass. Oh, you would give it away. Yeah, oh, for free, sure. Everyone has like one glass, and we've look. We've Wait, talked are, about is Barnes and Noble giving it away or selling it? They're selling it, but we've talked about like dental offices that give free wine and other. I mean. Every business is trying to give away wine or sell wine to boost their sales in something. I mean, this is true. I think a dental office should give you a free shot of laughing gas. Well, I think they do anyways, don't they? I mean, <laughs> well, give me the number of your dentist, Mark. I just think it's strange if someone's sitting in a dental dental chair and they've, holding a glass of red wine. They've got it. Well, I mean, yeah. How do you, and, and it, you spit and then you drink. I mean, it doesn't even make any sense. You know, but, you know. they used to give you, after a cleaning at the dental office, uh-huh. they would give you a red tablet to chew they to would. show you. I guess they would They would hand you. This is it. I'm remembering it now, Mark. This okay. is the horrors of, of my childhood here. They, may, they, they give you a brush and say, brush your teeth. Right. I'm going to show you what you're missing. So you brush your teeth. And then they give you this red tablet you chew. I remember. That shows you the places you missed. Yes. It should have been red wine. So growing up, my father, yeah, uh, was a, a dentist. That's right. <laughs> Did you have those red tablets? Oh, Mark. So every every year oh. Halloween, you know, well, other families would give away uh, candy <laughs> and uh, great things like that. My dad would give away these toothbrush kits that contain toothbrushes, toothpaste, oh. and these red dye tablets. Oh my! And gosh. then some it, kids probably ate them, thinking they were candy. Every year, he couldn't figure <laughs> out why did our why our house got teepeed. Because <laughs> dad, maybe because you're giving away toothbrushes and toothpaste, but you know, he was a dentist and he was felt like he was making a point. I guess I get it. And, I love that. And so, I mean, at least he wasn't giving away apples. Now, we're, <laughs> we, now, when you came home from trick or treating. 
was he the first line of defense between your candy bag and your mouth? <laughs> That's right. So when I came home, we didn't get to keep all the candy in our bag because there's a little too much what, sugar to what was rot the, our teeth. What was the worst candy for your teeth? Absolutely. We are not allowed ever to have those pixie sticks. Oh, that was really the was, worst one? Yes. Yeah, so I thought it would be caramel or something. No, nah, it's just pure sugar. <laughs> I mean, pixie stick, it's just, it's just sugar. And not to mention, you're just... Dl- completely bouncing <laughs> off the walls after you just have a you know a straw of sugar and so we yeah that went but then we got wise my sister and i <laughs> before we came home with our uh, oh, halloween yeah. bags we would stash some you had a candy hoard outside <laughs> yeah so just bury it under a rock <laughs> i think we actually had like a some kind of milk uh, <laughs> I think we got like I think we got milk deliveries. Isn't that strange? <laughs> Anyways, we would we would stash it in the, mil- in the milk crates outside. And uh, did, we ever, did, you, did you ever get fresh milk? I, I don't uh, Mark, Mark, this is now now we, we're revealing too much personal information. Okay, here. we've talked about. Well, I like this. We've talked about uh, um, your job. Yeah. Now your dad. Right. And now I have to reveal that I did not get milk deliveries because I grew up on a dairy farm. You did. That's right. You milk cows throughout <laughs> your, your whole childhood. I'm not kidding. I'm right. I mean, between the two of us, the son of a dentist and a dairy farmer, it's no wonder we've turned out the way we have. It is. I mean, it, I guess yes. in a good way. In a good way. I mean, I, I like uh, we're, we're down to earth. Well, you, you, you are, Joe. <laughs> well, well, look, you know, um, it all comes down to you and I, and in some ways, are related by bones and people who care about bones. <laughs> teeth are bones, right? Wow, you are teeth that bones. That was a stretch. But I get it. It's teeth good. are bones. Teeth are bones. All right, yes, and, and I drank so much milk growing up that my teeth, I've never had a single cavity. Really? Yeah, from the they say the milk. Yes, but I've but heard. But the weird thing is, you never go to the dentist. <laughs> <laughs> I had a. I went to the dentist one time, and he looked me straight in the eye. This is the thing no dentist should ever say to anyone. What is? He looked me in the eye. Yeah. Uh, and I knew I was getting ready to pay, you know, eighty hundred bucks for this visit. Right. He looked at me in the eye and said, "You could not come in for twenty more years." And you would be fine. What? Yeah, I mean, look, no I, this guy has to have a that. boat payment, right. and I'm thinking to myself, what? Either maybe my teeth were so bad, right? He was being politely saying, "You don't, you should never come in again." Well, and then so on the opposite side of the coin, my last dentist that I just had, <laughs> and I went to for like 12 years straight, no joke, just fired me because I wouldn't get not. No, You're kidding? Yeah, because I wouldn't get the uh, the X-rays. No. Yeah. You didn't want to get shot up with X-ray radiation. Right, because there's actually a recent, there's a, in the literature, it Absolutely. says that uh, if you, uh, repeat, re- when you get uh, repeat uh, doses of radiation, dental radiation, it increases your uh, probability of getting a menin- a brain meningiomas, and I don't want that. Dude, he fired you? Yeah, he said, well, it's part of the standard of care. I said, well... What? No, that can't be, man. Yeah, I can't go back. That uh, so now I got to find a new dentist. Well, I've got a great one who will tell you you never have to go see him again. <laughs> I'm going to your dentist. <laughs> That's great. So where were we? Oh yeah, the the bookstore, Mark. The bookstore. The wine bookstore. The retailer is hoping that this concept will be as successful as their last big hit, the sudden emergence of adult coloring coloring books. Have you heard about this? <laughs> I have totally heard about this. Why have I heard about this? This is insane. So Barnes this and Noble. It's actually saved Barnes and Noble.
Notebook. I mean, they were like going into Chapter 11. You're kidding. And all of a sudden, this coloring book craze came about, and everyone's running to, to, to Barnes & Noble to buy coloring books, but not just coloring books, to buy crayons, oh, to yeah. buy cartooning and illustration stuff. Oh, look, Mark, uh, I don't know how much I should share my feelings on this. No, well, this is uh, your time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, we, uh, this is a new thing. Okay, this is the the age of decadence yeah. of of self pleasure. Yeah. Okay, I saw um, uh, someone in in the office uh, a couple years ago when this first started. On their lunch break, they're coloring. Yes. This is an adult, that's, and and fully grown adult with a child, like who had had children. That's I find that unusual. Coloring. I know. And. And here's the thing. Do Mark. they tell you which colors to put in which boxes, or they just you just color? Mark, this is I'm. You know, you don't even have to stay within the lines. <laughs> okay, this is for your own personal exploration of what? Of the act of existence, Mark. Oh, just kind of proves you exist. No. no, man. Look, you hear what I'm saying? You buy the coloring book, Mark, and then you color yeah. because it makes you feel good. Is it? Uh, it's like a backwards it. thing. It. It's like you used yeah. to go and you know buy a Corvette, right? <laughs> yeah. But now it's like the anti-movement. Okay, well, I have to ask our millennial friends and our next. There's going to be something there if they. If they probably know more about the this coloring book fad. Hit Facebook at one point, right? Okay, and I remember because I said, "How did you find out about these coloring books?" To this uh, uh, individual I knew, they said, "Well, I've learned about it on Facebook." And now it's not just like they're not buying children's coloring books where there's like two a triangle yeah, and a square on I the have page. To look at these. these are intricate, <clears throat> right? Detailed uh, works of art. But wouldn't you want to make your own art? See, the, now here's something where we really come to the base of the argument here, Mark. Mm -hmm. Is these people don't want to create anything new they want to fit into the, an existing structure in a way that doesn't upset anything i don't like it i don't like it at all and if you're coloring i don't even want you listening to this show it does two things mark <laughs> yeah. right it makes you feel free right Yet while at the same time <laughs> not really doing anything too crazy right i get to choose whether i you know paint this with red i mean i i can't wait until the next fad is just blank paper I just don't I mean, get just it. A, just a, a, so, a ream right, of paper. So, 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 the, so I get to choose whether I'm painting this box red or burgundy, but I'm not going to paint outside of this box. That's basically what you're telling me. That's right. In fact, I, I mean, like you're it. you're not you're <clears throat> even if you color outside the lines, Mark. Yes. you're still coloring on the paper. I just don't understand. But let your mind free. Move past the lines and the paper and the idea that if you see a product on Facebook, let me tell you what, and you go and buy it. This was not you discovering yourself. This was you falling prey to one of the most sophisticated advertising mechanisms known to man. That's right. I don't. Yeah, we we don't usually agree on this kind of thing, but we agree absolutely on this. That being said, so I, we I, will be releasing a color the wine bottle coloring book. It's going to be Wine Feller's edition. It's going to be a wine, just a wine bottle with w w one color. <laughs> well, they can. It'll. It, it's nice because it's for those who maybe aren't comfortable enough with graduating to multiple colors okay you can have a red pencil or burgundy or a white pencil <laughs> okay i guess it would have to be a light yeah, yellow for the, the you know yeah all right we're gonna come out with lines. our own little wine fellers coloring set and uh, that will be uh 
coming soon. But, you know, a big problem with this concept as we're talking about serving wine at Barnes & Noble is that you're spilling red wine on uh, books, I think. I mean, is that what people are doing? I mean, red wine and books don't, I don't think, uh, go very well. I bet you have to buy the book to go into the wine of bar. Of course you do. <clears throat> no, of course you do. That makes sense. And they're wanting to let you run around the bookstore. It's like with a glass of red wine. I don't think so, Mark. That is kind of strange. Just, uh, yeah, you look kind of strange, like walking around Barnes and Noble with your glass of red wine. You look. Oh a little, yeah. I mean, come on. Oh man, I would. We, Especially if you're kind of weaving a little bit and you're a little drunk, and you're like, and you're <laughs> running into books and books are falling everywhere, and, and you're like, and there's like, they all have couches now, and you like fall, you know, face first into a couch, and you're, and you like take a nap, wine glass on the floor, uh, right? And then, yeah, and then someone steps on your wine glass, you yell at them, "Who's drinking that?" Uh, you know, they're all they're all uh, congregated around the self help section. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, you're drinking your wine as you're uh, reading about alcoholism. <laughs> that's right. Oh, very interesting. So, <laughs> but so, where would the wine drinkers go in a Barnes and Noble? Which section do you think they are drawn to? Uh, Sci-fi, children's, the home decor. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. I would probably say pop culture. <laughs> Maybe the coloring books. I don't know. But uh, that's the news, Joe. So you're listening to the Wine Fellers, believe it or not. Stick around. We've got yet another ill-considered song. And then it's our semi-biannual female millennial-centered wine edition. Don't go away. Nick Vile. You get recognized a lot. Yeah, tend to be. I'm just not sure why, like why you made love with me. Come below the belt. I'm the world's biggest joke. <laughs> I have never been one to hold grudges. Baby talk. Terrible. Nothing will ruin a moment like baby talk. That's not good. Baby talk. 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 What I try to do is just baby talk. Baby talk. Baby talk. More or less indifferent about Josh. What I tried, what I tried to do is just be totally transparent with everyone how I was feeling. Frosted carousel cookies, Oreos, peanut M and M's, Skittles, Starburst, Red Vine Swizzlers, Donut Buffet. Oh my gosh, this is uh, an incredible moment in time because it is our semi-biannual female millennial-centered <laughs> wine edition plus our <laughs> semi-biannual The Bachelor edition. And during this, we're going to open some wine, so Mark, I just have to. I love doing it. I've got to play a short Pear and Wine intro. Please do. Pear and Wine, y'all. 
I mean, that's all, Mark. Just a short little taste of the pear and so wine. Everybody knows that we're drinking wine and pairing wine because whenever we get feedback about the show, people really want to know what you're doing. They're, well, <laughs> we, are you saying when people are listening to the show they want to know what is happening on the show no, actually when people uh, have uh, considered putting our show on oh. air and then they later turn us down like you know so many <laughs> stations have it's done happened. it's happened uh, that um that uh, they uh, one of the criticisms is like we don't always know what you're doing we come in you know, like halfway through the show and you're just eating food well so uh, we let people know <laughs> what we're doing through song through song <laughs> and so, interpretive dance. So we have two wonderful guests, two millennials. We have Kellen. Hello. And Doug. Hi. And we love to have millennials on our show because we know nothing about the millennial generation, even though we often pretend we do. I think that's true. And they're going to help us. <laughs> they're going to help us quite a bit because it's the millennial g- generation right now that's drinking all the wine. Is that right, guys? I suppose so. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Mark, you're making some sweeping generalizations here. I'm not very comfortable with this. One thing mil- things millennial millennials love is when you make sweeping generalizations. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but uh, you know, this is a really interesting uh, phenomenon that we uh, find ourselves in because not only are winemakers gearing themselves to make wine for millennials, now it's really even more targeted than that. They're trying to make wine for millennial, female millennials. Huh. So we're going to drink wine targeted for female millennials. I've only said that like 30 times so far, Mark. Okay. Female millennial-centered wine. <laughs> so that's what it's, we're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> I, so I hear. Oh, uh, Mark, I never, you never cease to amaze me, my friend. So, do you, so do you, would you say that you guys, do you drink more wine than maybe your... Uh, parent generation or generation x or do you drink as hmm. a, a, the same amount of wine or what do you think well i think speaking to generalizations it's pretty hard for us to say whether or not we drink more than our parents generations <laughs> i drink less she drinks more okay that's good and and, and that might be because doug is uh, could be a beer drinker or whiskey drinker or something like that is that i love fair? <laughs> yeah it, it's a. Uh, I, I drink the beer, she drinks the wine. It's just sweeping generalization. And I just I made like, a I like, generalization yeah, to I Doug. Like, I liked how Mark was like, um, when uh, he learned, uh, Doug, that you maybe didn't drink so much wine, you had a you had to explain it to yourself in your head. Yes. I'm sure he did. Uh, easy, guys. I'm, <laughs> I'm sure he did. I'm sure a good he explana- some I'm kind sure of alcohol. That's a good Every, explanation. Everything's here. okay. Everything's really all right in the world. <laughs> so, really, it's okay. And, and you were like, uh, you must drink beer or whiskey. Yeah, beer. Oh, whew. Oh, thank goodness. Okay. Oh, so, so we're going to try to do this segment without making sweeping generalizations. We'll try. That in <laughs> itself is a sweeping generalization. Is it? Oh, man. Enough with that. Mark, it's so hard. Okay. So, so we're talking about female millennial-centered wines. Mm-hmm. Now, first off, Kellen, have you heard of female millennial-centered wines before? Until 20 minutes ago when I heard it 30 <laughs> times. I had not, but I, I've noticed the concept, especially the skinny girl yeah, wines. Yeah, you heard of that one. The name itself. That's right. Especially. And they oh. also have other types of alcohol as well. For, for oh, there's vodka and, oh, and other things. That. She has a whole brand. Oh, shit in that. Yeah. Wow. That's good. Uh, I didn't... Who Who is this? I forget her name. She's on The Real Housewives of something oh, or yeah. some other... Right. Yeah. She's like on oh, the. She's wow. very. She's 
fairly yeah. famous. She's, she's like the real housewives of Rocky oh, is Mount. Is this the girl that mixes the alcohol with Epicac? No. And then as soon as you drink it, you throw up your dinner? I don't know what you're talking about. Well, it's Skinny Girl. What? That's uh, what she am does? I, am I thinking about this incorrectly? I don't know. That's a strange thing to do while drinking wine, but um, I guess- Well, how are you going to drink alcohol and lose weight, Mark? I guess that that's the way. <laughs> well, I guess they couldn't call it- Drunken girl. No, well, they... You know, Maybe. I don't, I don't know. know. Okay. Uh, we're going to try our first wine. And uh, Kellen and Doug... Uh, Kellen I think this is irresponsible, Mark. Why? I think having a wine named Skinny Girl is wrong. It is. Yeah, there's probably some problems with that. But A lot uh, of people agree with you. Yeah, It's I mean, pretty controversial, it should but say skinny it should be. It's a brand. Skinny woman. And it sells. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the problem. I have the, uh, an issue with the word girl in it, Mark. Oh, okay. so no. it, so it should. What do you have the issue with? Well, the the whole body image problem, and you're marketing to people who need to drink for their body image I see, problems. I see. So it should be called it, Svelte Woman. It should <laughs> just be called You're Okay Wine. Everybody's okay. Uh, not everybody, but mm, you most are. Most people are. Okay, you are. So we're gonna try our first wine, and I think you oh have to pour you some. So this is called Middle Sister. Middle, I like that name. Middle sister wine, and this, and the varietal. This is made from the the grape is sweet and sassy. Interesting name for a grape. Where did this wine uh, first appear, Mark? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, besides the convenience store down the road. Yeah, I think it appeared at Food Line, but um, but you know, is I this from California? Where is this? Yeah, this is from California. It's a Moscato. It's a Moscato. So Moscato is kind of a typically a sweet grape, and. Uh, and for this segment, I believe Joe has done the actual pairing with the Middle Sister wine. Yeah, you know, uh, we work with a number of great individuals. And one of the uh, guys I work with used to be the cheese and wine guy at a local uh, store here in town. That's right. And he's also uh, here on the radio. He and he uh, saw this over my shoulder, mm -hmm. the rundown for today. And he, he, he made a point of suggesting some cheeses with these wines. So with the uh, Sassy Moscato. Let's try it. Okay, he is, hold on here. Let me tell you about this cheese. Oh, I know yeah, sure. you just want to oh, eat, yeah, yeah, yeah. eat the no, food I, I put in front I, of you. I want to hear it. <laughs> you did ask. Oh, yeah. No, no, I want to okay. hear it. Okay. Um, this is a, the Kerrygold Blue Cheese mm. from Ireland. Wow. And uh, these are all very strong cheeses uh, on a basically flavorless cracker. Uh, doesn't that sound appetizing? So, guys, um, let's see how the, how the uh, pairing goes. How the pairing goes. Wow. All right. Mm. This is uh, let me just. This is very strong cheese here. Okay. So, oh, <laughs> what do we think of the? Uh, mm. Oh, we have to try the wine. Mm -hmm. So it should uh, be we'll have to together. ask our millennials what they think. Mm -hmm. Wow. Whew. What do you guys think of the wine? Mm. That's so sweet. It is very sweet. Very sweet. Now. Did that? Did that? Is it possible pungent that pungent cheese hurt or help the entire experience? It's the, the wine doesn't really do much but cover it up because it's <laughs> so one note. I agree. It yeah. is. It is very one note. It's kind of a syrupy kind of one note. It's like uh, pure honey. It's <laughs> basically what it is. And I so I agree with Doug. That's a very good uh, observation. Kellen, so, thoughts, feelings? No, I I one hundred percent agree. It's hard to. I, I personally very much enjoy the cheese. I, I really like pungent, strong yeah, cheese, but this was yeah, just I like the cheese. an overwhelming flavor experience. <laughs> well, I'm confused because they're marketing this to you, so you're saying... Well, mm. I'm not a middle sister. Uh. Oh, this is for middle sisters, Mark. Okay. All right. 
there should be call a wine called Only Child. <laughs> yeah, we could really. Yeah. I mean, one for now. Look, he, you have gone into uh, Wendy's. Uh-huh. I know you have because I was there with you. Uh-huh. And w- after you get your burger and right. fries, mm-hmm. you turn around with your empty cup, and there's a magical uh, soda machine. Oh, that I know. Can it is make, like a million flavors. And it's all touchscreen, and it n- can make whatever flavor your DNA wants at the moment. That's crazy. I'm surprised it can't cure a disease <laughs> at the same time, right? <laughs> Bend over, Mark Salaman. <laughs> and so it's like, when are we going to have wines custom made on the spot for you? Well, we're doing it now, I guess. I mean, you know, middle sister, but it, we don't have any middle sisters here. No, but so you guys are not. I could get a marker. We could write over it. We could. We could do that. <laughs> we'll do that. We'll just write over sister. So you. So is, this is not a, a wine that you would recommend to your fellow millennials. I think it depends. I think a lot of my friends actually really enjoy Moscato because they're not big wine people, and Moscato tastes a lot like juice to a lot of people who haven't been exposed to wine. So Moscato is a pretty approachable as long as you know somebody like sweet. It's a pretty approachable uh, introduction to wine. Kellen knows a lot about wine. I, I like this. Kellen, as what, most female millennials do. What should one eat with this wine, if anything? Well, I, I mean, um, I'm not going to jump in on Kellen, but I think I think your pairing is, is right. I mean, I think in the sense that you, you do want, need something that's going to knock your a little socks bit sharper off. to kind of cut through the sweetness of it. Um, but I don't know much. You know, blue cheese typically does go well with, with sweeter wines, but this one is so sweet that I don't know. It's hard to save. So maybe we should move on to the next one. Sure. All right. What what's, have we got? What's next? our next one? Oh. And, and remember this, guys. On a scale of one to five, or so uh, from one to five millennials. <laughs> what would you give this? Probably a two. Two million. I would eat Pretty it with low. something very spicy. I think I think a three is fair. I mean, it, it does its job. I can't punish it for how doing a job that I don't want it to do. It is a Moscato. <laughs> it is doing exactly what. So we're right in the middle here yeah. with this one, Mark. All right. Mark Mark chugged the last of his there. Well, I had to pour some more wine in my... Oh, oh man. Oh, you're you're having a hard time over there, Mark. Yeah. I was thinking maybe... What is next on right, the just fe- female yeah, we'll go, millennial the next centered right, wine so list? The next one. You're going to need to buck up here, Mark. The next one is called Kung Fu Girl. It's a 2015 Riesling from Washington State by Charles Smith. And we're going to pour some right here. Got it. And then, uh, let's see, maybe I'll give some. Yeah, we're going to yeah, pour just, that just wine out. Just keep pouring. We're working and with we're this gonna, here. We've got our producer in the studio now helping here. Thank you, Linda. Uh, and so, um, so now we are. Um, this this is, is this is a little backwards here, Mark. So, 2015 Kung Fu Girls, a reasoning watching slow down. State. 2015 Kung Fu Girl. Now we're not supposed to say prices on the air. I learned that recently. And me too. But it's safe to say that all three of these wines are. I think you can say under a certain amount. They're real cheap. Yeah. <laughs> they're not expensive. Yeah, no so, prices. Yeah, they're no just price. cheap. They're just cheap. So this is a Riesling. So um, most I haven't tried this wine yet, but most Rieslings people know American Rieslings can be sweet. The actual the better Rieslings are more dry, and they come from you know Germany and certain areas of France. But um, but uh, I don't. I've never tried this one, so I don't know how this is going to be. And we can give it a shot. Well, our good friend Richard. Suggested, and I've gotten the cheeses all mixed up, so he's going to have to apologize to me. But um, the uh, Kung Fu Girl, uh, he originally intended to have it paired with the uh, Kerry Gold, which we just tried. Yes. Um, but this is, as you said, from Washington State. This is from the 
Point Reyes cheese, blue cheese, okay. uh, an area in on Let's the try. peninsula in California. Mm. Cheese number two on the cracker. So what do we think about? Well, I like that cheese bar. Wow. That's good that cheese. That is a good cheese. I love that kind of cheese. Mm. Wow. It's almost like cheddar slash blue cheese. <laughs> it's so sh- it's mm. like, yeah, it's... All right, we're trying this so with the 2015 Kung Fu Girl from Washington State. Hmm. All right. So, well, well, after millennials, what they think about the wine and cheese selection. What do you guys think? Interesting. I actually um, kind of enjoy this. For most of the Rieslings I've had have been actually more on the Moscato side of the scale. I rather agree. than, this is kind of more of a, I guess, a Chardonnay, but that's kind of just a liberal estimate on my part. But... This is pretty Very manageable. I, I I actually enjoy this. Excellent. And Doug? I think it makes more sense as a, a pairing wine. It actually works with the cheese and gets something out of the cheese as opposed to just covering it up with uh, sweetness. I can agree with you more. I mean, I like the wine. It's, it's not a sweet Riesling. It's kind of an off-dry Riesling. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's excellent balance. Uh, it's kind of this ripe fruit. You have a candied lime, kind of a tart red yeah, apple if I, yeah, if thing I, going on. That's exactly, uh, if I may, my um, crude assessment of the situation. Uh, That's exactly what I was thinking. You know how a lot of cheeses will go well with a slice of green apple? I really like this. You know, it's like a pairing you'll see of food. Right. Uh, This wine, dry, tart, like a green apple, with this cheese. This cheese is, let's not make any mistakes here or be vague. This cheese is doing the heavy lifting right now yeah, this in cheese, my palate. This is delicious. This cheese is much better than the wine, but the wine's okay. It's drinkable. I think so. So would you recommend this? Let's, let's think this for a minute. If you only had $20 to spend okay. on wine and cheese, right. would you buy an expensive cheese and a cheap wine or an expensive wine and a cheap cheese? Thoughts I think for, yes. I would definitely go with an expensive cheese and a cheap wine because it's much easier for a large group of people to enjoy an appreciated cheese than it is a wine. And you know that you can find a decently priced wine that you won't be embarrassed to bring to a party. Mm-hmm. And at least a handful of people will enjoy it. So speaking of parties, that's what we've done here. So, I mean, this is our own party, Mark. I like that. So we're eating cheese. We're drinking some wonderful Kung Fu girl. And I'd like to, you know. I I'm I like to you know pretend I'm a millennial now, so let's oh talk boy. about so let's you know talk about the bachelor. So <laughs> with this is, we can't forget the bachelor mark. I know. So we got so caught up. So Nick Vile, he's gonna be the bachelor this season. Is that something we uh, are we looking forward to? Is that something do we like Nick Vile? Do we not like Nick Vile? Nick Vile's kind of a controversial character in the bachelor atmosphere right now, especially since this is his fourth premiere in the bachelor universe he just can't find love he just can't find love maybe he's unlovable maybe he doesn't deserve to be on the bachelor wow 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 man that is or maybe fourth time's the charm or maybe the fourth time's the charm (laughs) i don't know now doug uh do you watch the bachelor well in preparation for this show i tried to do my my due diligence because i have not watched the bachelor in the past and uh i tried to uh, how do you how do you how do you do that? How do you prepare for a, a Bachelor uh, on-air discussion? Well, rather than sit down and watch the whole season, I tried to find a good recap from the uh, the previous season, and I did. That's a good idea. It was a, nice. It was a 16-episode series, you know, two or three minutes, just a quick recap. And nice. I made it most of the way through before realizing I was watching The Australian Bachelor. <laughs> so I know nothing. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, you know how long? I didn't even realize there's other bachelors. So, um, the, although I have seen every season of the American one, but that's fine. But yeah, uh, so confused right now. Yes, but to Doug, to how Doug's long, thing. Doug, were you watching this? And how <laughs> until you realized this? Is this like an hour or? And what gave it away? <laughs> so this is a half hour. Um, I, put, I, I sunk into this, and it was. I, I, I'm in the same boat as Mark. I, I, I didn't know there were other bachelors, so the fact that there was an Australian accented bachelor didn't really bother me very much. And, but everyone was Australian accented, right? Well, it was so heavily edited, making fun of the uh, the contestants that oh, I didn't the hear their voices no, very often. I see. <laughs> <laughs> so there's Australian, I guess. And well, America. look, I think uh, I think I would have fallen for the same problem here that Doug did. Is I would start watching and think uh, if there's an, a bachelor with an Australian accent, I'm thinking, oh well, you know, they you chose someone with a little eclectic flair there. Yes, right. right yeah. Um, meanwhile, nope, it's just straight up Australian bachelor. So, but was it? <laughs> but was it? You know, did you find it interesting? Was it something that you you think that you'll continue to follow even though you don't have to anymore? I do not think I'll continue to follow it. But that being said, it was it was a very entertaining uh, thirty minutes. Oh, I pre- no look. And once you, I really you've do, seen one Bachelor, you've probably seen them all. Well, that's yeah, I that, think that's the story. No, I, I couldn't disagree with you more. Every Bachelor is different. I mean, to say Ben Higgins is the same as uh, <laughs> Nick you, Vile, Mark. You that, seem to know an awful lot about the Bachelor. Oh, I've seen every season since it started. You're kidding. No, I'm serious. How is this possible? Because. The- wait, 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 wait. I thought you brought, I thought we were doing a, a Bachelor theme on the Millennial Show for because they would be into it. Turns out one of them hasn't even seen it. <laughs> and you know the name of every contestant. Because if you really want to learn about relationships, let's let's face it, how are you going to learn? You watch The Bachelor. You learn about love. You learn about how to date. I mean, it teaches you things. Uh, Kellen. Do you know anything about The Bachelor? I will never claim to know as much about The Bachelor as Mark does, but I do know a little bit about The Bachelor. Okay, and tell us your thoughts, hopes, aspirations in regards to that. So Nick Vile is the new Bachelor on the TV show. And it's it's a little confusing because it's it's sort of an A-B format with The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, so you never really can keep track of who's doing what and who's where. Right. But it's still, it's a very entertaining show, and you, it's it's reality TV, so it, it is scripted to a point, and you're aware of that. Although some people, my coworker, thinks it's all real, and she loves The Bachelor. She's yeah. very into it. Well, that is always kind of a debate, with how real The Bachelor is, and, you know, how much is staged. But, you know, one thing is indisputable, indisputable is the amount of sheer wine people consume on that show. Oh, and it, it relates to our show now. Right. So a lot they, of wine. Lots of white wine. This actually. cannot be a good idea. And I have a stat- Drinking a lot of wine and getting in front of some cameras? Well, I have a statistic for you. Uh, Tell me. From an unnamed bachelor source, 65% of the women on the show favor white wine. While uh, Interesting. <laughs> okay. Most uh, red wine, uh, men drink. Huh. On the show. Huh. Just not beer? Or do they offer them beer? Or no. Oh, they're going for a really... What do they have, like some food lion shrimp cocktails beside them? Or I mean, They're not I'm, eating a lot, for sure. They, they've they released a lot of sort of pseudo-information, but it sounds like real information, where they they eat very little throughout the day, and they just ply them with wine. 
This is this is bad. Well, this is the making. That's how you get reality TV. I know. Oh. So speaking of wine, we need to get to our third wine. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm ready. So I'm, our, ready I'm ready. I'm ready. Skinny girl. Is this the stuff they're drinking on The Bachelor, or are they drinking like I have no idea fine wine? Well, you have no idea. I'm you know sure exactly which wine they're drinking I'm on air. Sure, they're not drinking. You fine probably watch wine. that wine and uh, that no. show, and you're like, oh well, I just opened a fine 1990. Blah blah blah. Okay, I'm sure now- they have a contract with someone. For all the wine that they drink on that show, I'm sure they do. So oh, we're really? so we're drinking. Hey, Mark, a little bit here, buddy. Oh, I'm sorry. That's all right. Yeah, Phil, it's uh, all right. Phil Thank you, my friend. Skinny girl. <laughs> skinny girl. It's yeah. A little effervescent. It's so it's just thank you, bubbly. my friend. It's thank a skinny you. girl Moscato. Look at Doug is uh, very helpful thank you. right Only now. Only a hundred calories per thank serving. You, Doug. How much is in a serving? Is it eight ounces? Or? Uh, there's, there's only 340 uh, servings, servings per in a bottle. No, I, I'm not even <laughs> sure. So, um, uh, Over a quarter million calories per bottle. <laughs> so, this is... Uh, don't get me started on calories. Well, someone's going to have to tell us about the cheese. Okay, oh yes, yes, that's my job. Okay, with this non-vintage skinny girl Moscato from... Italia, mm-hmm. calling home from Pappy uh, Lombardi's home uh, there, mm-hmm. uh, 100 calories per serving. We are pairing this mm. with a Gorgonzola cheese, Mark. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What, what's your thoughts? You're already halfway through it. Um, the cheese, it's okay. It's, um, I mean, I spent a lot of money on this cheese, Mark. I better hear something better than that. Well, the second cheese is much better, I think, but I mean, it's all right. <laughs> wow, that that is strong. Let me try it with some wine here. All right, try the skinny one, mm-hmm. skinny girl. All right, so what do we think of the skinny girl? Oh, that's that's actually nice. It's got some bubbles in it. Oh, oh, oh Doug's not looking uh, too pleased there. So, Kellen, Doug, Doug, talk to us. Are you a favor? Are what's you going on? Okay, Doug. No, Doug is Doug is speechless. Look at him, Doug. What? No, what's... I, I don't know if I if I've drunk enough wine to process this, <laughs> but to me, to me, this tastes like. Someone took the uh, the first wine, the middle sister. This is the younger sister, if that's the middle sister. Okay. <laughs> so dumped some water into it. I it, agree. It tastes like there's something missing. Well, it's calories. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and flavor. Yeah, and probably, you know, one way to make it. Uh, I half, love it. With half the calories. I don't know if they add water. They just but pumped they just, it full of air, and yeah. now here we are. Yeah, yeah one way to do it. Filled it halfway with water. Yeah, so I'm not a big fan of this one either. It's kind of a, I mean, if there's any flavor, it's kind of maybe pear. I don't know. Mm. I felt uh, at the last minute wrong about eating some anything with a wine called Skinny Girl. That's right. I didn't. And I actually didn't realize the controversy that it was one, but it makes sense. So um, that's just. Uh, I think it's it's not uh, uh, a, a good thing, Mark. Yes, but we, and it's not a good wine. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> I think this gets a zero millennials in my book, but uh, um, or maybe a half millennial. So, but it, but I, Kellen, Kellen Doug. and Doug, thank you for coming on the show and promise that you guys will come on again for our next millennial themed show, which will be very, very soon. Uh, you have been listening to the Winefellers. Thanks, guys. Thanks for coming. Thank you thanks for having us. You've been listening to another exciting episode of the Winefellers, North Carolina's only fine wine radio program. And I've had such a great time today, Mark. Me too, Joe. But the good news is is that the fun can continue online. (laughs) You're absolutely right. Visit us online at thewinefellers.com, where you can learn more about today's program and listen to previous shows. See you next week. Songs and melodies. 
Change and change and sway, but they still stay the same. The songs that we sung when the dark days come are the songs that we sung when we chased them away. If I ever found a pot of gold, I'd buy bottles untold of the nectar of the vines. Cause I'm gonna die with a twinkle in my eye. Cause I sang songs, spun stories, love, laughed and drank wine. Tomorrow.